Hey there, welcome to another uh, Flophouse Mini. That is right, it's a mini episode of the Flophouse Podcast, a podcast about bad movies. Is tonight's mini going to be about bad movies, or is it going to be about something else entirely? <laughs> you better listen and find out. My name is Stuart Wellington, and I'm joined by... Hey there, it's me, Dan McCoy. Oh, wow. Hey, it's me, Elliot Kalin, continuing the theme of all of us saying hello as if we were recognizing you at a party, but not really remembering where we know hey, you from. Hey, you? Just don't, just don't call somebody big guy. I've gotten that before and never, mm. never makes me feel good. I've never gotten that. Never oh. gotten it. Never you my like whole a big life. guy? Never been called big guy. What, what, do, call- you, what do you get called? Chief? Pocket mouse, little Champ? dude, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah skinny sport, smalls, yeah, sporto, sporto, yeah, sporto, <laughs> greedo, uh, yeah, Moma Nadon, Ponda Beba, uh, okay. Snaggletooth, a man, uh-huh. a man, uh, Chief Chirpa, really any Star Wars character I've been called, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, uh, listeners are probably assuming Eli's just going to continue naming Star Wars characters for the rest of the episode, and I could do it. EV ninety nine. Let's get into the droids, uh, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, this yeah. Th- this episode is not uh, a living Wikipedia. No, it's uh, this oh, many. Go on. Wait, let me just say that is something that we did in the car this past weekend, where uh, my son wanted to uh, see how many uh, Star. He wanted to see how many Harry Potter characters he could name, and then I bet him I could name more Star Wars characters. And then eventually he told me to stop naming Star Wars characters. <laughs> It's what the listening audience has been trying to do to their phones for years, but <laughs> that's the thing you don't you don't hear. See yeah. the the first the first couple Star Wars characters, it's charming. Everybody loves that shit. Mm-hmm. Then you get a little bit deeper, and people are like, uh, "Oh yeah, I guess I remember that." And then after a while, they're like, "Fuck, stop, dude." Yeah, and there was a lot from my wife of "You're making this up. Uh-huh. You're making that one up." And uh-huh. I said, "Nope, mm-hmm. Kawadi Mundi is a real Jedi elder." Kiadi Mundi, yeah, and uh, Mundi, that's yeah. what it is. Uh, and did she? How did she react when you mentioned Elan Slee's Bagano? <laughs> But it was around the time they got to Kit Fisto that she said, none of these are real. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Oh, he's real. And he's incredible. And he's spectacular. Yeah. 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 So, Stu, what are we going to do today? So, uh, guys, would you like to... Do you want to play a little game? Sure. (laughs) Okay, Jordan. Did you somehow add reverb to your voice just then? Jordan, go back. Make sure that sounds super fucking scary. Because you know what? (laughs) That's right. Tonight we're doing an episode of Saw Talk, Talking Saw and the Sawquels. And the Saw's (laughs) Sawtomatic Universe feature, uh, as talked about by me, Sir Wellington, and my co hosts, Dan McCoy. Uh huh. And Elliot Solon. <laughs> oh wow, you're already getting into the. It took me a while, like Sawtomatic didn't like you know. Sawtomatic didn't hit my brain immediately as what I it mean, was. By the time but... you said saw and sawquels, I was on board, Dan. And uh-huh. the SS saw pun. Uh huh. Now, uh, and yeah, and I mean, we're all sawnophiles. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just a little bit of background for anybody who has not been uh, anxiously following my Twitter feed over the last couple of weeks. Uh, I, uh, I recently threw out my back again. It's a reoccurring problem. Please do not write an email to Dan to give me advice on how to take care of my back. I have, I already have a physical therapist and it's going much better now. Um, but I was kind of out of commission for a little bit and I did what any right thinking person would do. That's right. I, while lying on the floor in pain, I made the decision (laughs) to watch 
all seven of the the main franchise Saw movies in order oh. because they're all on HBO Max. Uh, as if you didn't I, watch you didn't watch the side movies like Solo. Yep, a saw saw war story. Uh huh. Yep. Do we have other ones? I bet we can think of some. Rogue Uh, saw. mm -hmm. Well, there's also the the saw walk adventure, the battle for for Endor. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Yep. Um, Goes. Yep. It's more. Yep. See, when you said Solo, I thought you were talking about Salo, 120 Days of Sodom. But I mean, it's possible he was. Yeah, I was. I was talking about uh, the Woody Allen film Sweet and Lowdown. Mm. It's called uh, either Saw and Lowdown or Sweet and Saw Down. Yep. Well, <laughs> in any case, let's move on. Starring so, Saw and Penn. I think what had actually happened was I started watching the first Saw movie uh, because Spiral's in theaters now, or was mm-hmm. in theaters. I don't remember. And uh, uh, time is a, it. Time is not a fixed continuum. It can it be is, it all at the same time. You're like Billy Pilgrim. You know, exactly. you're experiencing all at once. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Elliot. Um, so, uh, and I, I did a Instagram live where I made the, I made the bold claim that I was going to run the series and, uh, and watch all the movies. And you know what? I actually did it. And we're going to talk about it today here on the Congratulations, Stuart. Now, Dan, Thank we you. had talked this is, previously. This is Stuart's Saw Mitzvah. He finally did it. He watched yeah. all the movies. Now, luckily. Today, he is a Saw. As, <laughs> as you guys, as I explained in the email when I was talking about this mini with you guys, I mentioned mm-hmm. uh, we just got to make sure we watch all seven movies before tonight. So uh, I'm really eager to hear about your favorite traps. Stu, <laughs> uh, so, so I think you may have uh, gotten our text chain mixed up with maybe a different text yeah. chain that Dan and I are not on. Uh, I do actually. I will say that I I did I did see that Stuart was doing this, and I'm like, for some dumb reason, uh-huh. seeing as I didn't even like the one Saw movie that everyone seemed to think was the good one, uh-huh. I was like, oh yeah, I'll do that too. Why uh-huh, not? Yep. I also like to waste my life, and then I <laughs> I bailed after number three. What? So. Yeah. What did you? Well, we had we had actually talked about uh, Saw three here on the Flophouse many mm. many years ago. I think it was one of our first. It was like our third or fourth episode. Do it was not before go, I joined. Please do not go back and listen to it. I'm sure I said something horrible on it. So please yeah, don't listen. Yeah, to it. It was I'm, I'm the fucking worst. You said you're seeing. You're very sorry. Uh, it was a thank less you. Yes. Mature show <laughs> in those days. Elliot is. Uh, yeah, I feel like. Elliot's really getting into the spirit of the game. Dan, you got to catch mm. up or you're going to get your head sawed off. So, uh, what? Yeah, that's like, Stuart, the trap. I've known you for years. <laughs> it's the thing is, it's just like, just like, uh, John Kramer, AKA jigsaw, the jigsaw killer. I wouldn't actually be sawing your head off. It would be you not succeeding in the trap that I set for you. Oh, so right, right, right. no court so, could convict no me. Court, <laughs> Legally, it's not his fault. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that's, that's how Rube Goldberg got away with all those murders. <laughs> So, uh, Dan- a writ of habeas saw. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I mean, Dan- it's barely a pun, but sure, okay, yeah. I don't know. Dan, you're a saunophile. Why don't you, mm-hmm. uh, for those at home who maybe are not familiar with the Saw series, can you give us a quick, uh, quick rundown of what the Saw series is all about? A uh, synopsis, if you will. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's about there's, uh, <laughs> Again, uh, a not killer named Jigsaw, mm-hmm. who not, uh, not his name. His name merely John Kramer. His, his name, name is it's it's Jeremiah Ignatius Gasaw. <laughs> yeah. a me- merely a kidnapper and torturer of humans, <laughs> builder of traps. Uh huh. He uh, takes pe- like he's he's dying. He's he's, he's a ter- he has terminal uh, cancer. Is that uh-huh. what is? Yeah. And he uh, believes that because of this, there are people out there who are squandering their lives uh-huh. or being squandering. 
evil, mm-hmm. uh, and that's bad too. Honestly, like his motivation is pretty fuzzy to me, even though it seems like it should be pretty simple, a pretty simple, like I'm teaching you a lesson thing, but mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like there's a lot of consistency to his uh, ethos anyway, because he wants to teach these people a lesson. He uh, puts them in these death traps where they have to make a, a, a choice. And the choice usually is, um, you know, like, will I go through this painful thing to preserve my own life and thus appreciate it more and every one of these movies has like at least two more twists than it needs um they've got at weird least, chronologies yeah. oh yes uh later on jigsaw uh, or sorry john, john has Kramer, died yeah he has he has passed away <laughs> and uh you know he has uh, acolytes who are doing the actual uh-huh. killing and acolytes yeah anyway but that doesn't mean apostles yeah apostles that doesn't mean that actor tobin bell doesn't show up uh for flashbacks because these movies are Mm -hmm. full of flashbacks now the first one yeah i mean this was the that came out in 2004 uh rewatching it very 2004 experience it is uh it was made talking about the war on terror exactly it's crazy (laughs) uh the uh it's it's just that it like it's it's so heavily edited it's super choppy for a series of movies where like the fe- like the horror of it is that these people are trapped in a situation and like going to die they're edited to like the edge of their life they're you're you at no point actually feel like you're stuck in the situation i'm sure it's just to disguise the fact that they had literally like no money to make at least the first one and then the later ones when you'd think they'd have money uh it feels like every single movie they didn't actually like they just let the cast do their own hair and makeup and show up in their clothes from home but uh you know who knows um so well also i mean having rewatched the first one i mean what you say is true but also like it is positively, you know, restrained in its filmmaking. Okay, yeah, compared yeah. to some of the later, the later abuses of editing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the first one, obviously, the whole the premise is people get kidnapped. They have to go through a series of challenges, and there's like clues. It's basically like an escape room mixed with uh, I don't know, like an episode of like a really grisly episode of Fear Factor. Um, where, you know, Joe Rogan makes you dig out your own eyeball to get the key to take the bear trap off your head. Um, so <laughs> the uh, the first movie ends. Basically, everybody's dead. Huge hit. Everybody loves this movie. It's the biggest deal. So, of course, they I have mean, to make it, more. Every, everyone ends up dead. How is it not Hamlet? Tell me. What's the difference between that and Hamlet? That's. I mean, it feels like Carrie Elwes brings energy that would not be uh, that would not be out of place in a Hamlet. Like he is, he is chewing every ounce of that scenery, which is just a tiny little bit like basement bathroom. I so it's not that much to chew. No, no, but he chews it all. Not a lot of scenery. Yeah. Uh, now, how would you compare it to his Academy Award nominated role as Bobby Wobbly in the Oogie Loves and the Great Balloon Adventure <laughs> Maybe or Big Balloon Adventure? Misremembering uh, some details about that, Elliot. I mean, he didn't yeah. win. He was just nominated. Well, he doesn't. Does he saw his leg off in Oogie Loves? I mean, he he's always wobbling. Maybe That's it's because his leg is That's not is why he's loose. wobbling. Now, yeah. Elliot, uh, what did you think when you got out of the movie theater back in 2004, fresh out of seeing uh, a screening of Saw? Uh, I actually did not see it in the theaters, <laughs> did, I have to admit. Did you see but, it at home on home video? I saw it on a on home home DVD video. Yes. Really? So I was taking I was taking bets with Charlene as to whether or not you'd ever actually watched Saw because it doesn't necessarily seem like something that would. Draw, that would 
you know, they would grab your attention. It's not well, an was, old I mean, movie, I like, and it's not. I like horror stuff, and I remember at the time it was that there were a couple of movies like that and Hostel and like Jeepers Creepers where people would be like, "They're back," kind of low budget, uh, like B movie thrills are back. Like uh-huh. it's great, and then I'd watch them and be like, uh, "I mean, these are kind of like." The not the B movies I enjoy, no. you know. Mm. Uh, so I was I did not continue the saga onto uh, the, the, onto the further chapters. <laughs> hey, no problem. Uh, so after after the first movie, they made a sequel, a sock was as I've already previously mentioned. Dan, you were saying that named uh, after named after sock the uh, Pokemon character <laughs> and the uh, the reoccurring character, of course, John Kramer. And uh, and one of the one of his pre- uh, Jigsaw's previous victims, a character named Amanda, uh, but the the main character in that movie is played by Donnie Wahlberg. He plays a police officer. Whoop! Big surprise. That's what he always does. Um, now, Dan, uh, you were saying that this was a repurposed script. Or is there any other uh, reason why it's super messy and extra muddy? Yeah, I, I <laughs> during my brief uh, joining you down the path of Saw, that was when there was only uh, when there that was when there were two foot, uh, sets of footsteps in the sand. Mm-hmm. It was and later on. It wasn't because I was carrying you. It was just because I left. Uh-huh. There were two uh, sets of footsteps, and then Dan sawed off his own legs, and that's why there was only one set of footsteps after that. And there's definitely uh, one set of footsteps because I watch most of these movies while trying to recover from my back pain yeah. by walking guys, slowly on a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized also we kept saying footsteps. I meant to say footprints, of course, of course. But uh, yes, oh. I, I did the re the re research and um yeah this was uh this was a repurposed uh script for another movie much much as uh say uh your later diehards uh-huh. are all <laughs> or like how like gremlins 2 was originally not a gremlins movie and they just made it into one by adding more gremlins because <laughs> originally only had some gremlins <laughs> yeah but yeah. they weren't the main characters yeah Yep. But maybe that's why I'm so confused by the philosophy behind uh, uh, John Kramer. Yeah, uh, and I feel like uh, I'm, I'm going to, I mean, I might ruffle some feathers amongst the uh, the, the, the saunophiles out there, but mm. I think Saw 2 is the worst of the franchise. <laughs> I, I Certainly the worst of the ones I saw. So Saw... Uh, saw, you saw? saw t- yep, exactly. Saw 2. Uh, I, I don't need to go too into it. The traps are kind of boring, not particularly exciting. There's flashbacks, and the whole thing kind of ends in the same place that the, the first one ended, which is Donnie Wahlberg's stuck in that basement bathroom again, like, whoop, we're there again. So <laughs> Saw 3 begins. Whole new dude. A dude gets... the. But this the interesting thing about Saw 3 is... The guy who gets the uh, it's it's one person who's captured and he has to go through like a carnival funhouse uh, where he is uh, he encounters other people that are in traps and he has to try and save them. So it's a, like it's a little bit of a twist mm. trying to keep mm-hmm. the franchise fresh. Does it succeed? Not really. But uh, the so he goes around. He, I, we, we did, we talked about this for what, like, how long was the episode? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But, but I will want to, I do want to say like, yeah, he, he, he has the choice of rescuing these people who the, 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 the thing that links them is they all maybe could have saved his child who died in a car accident. Uh And I never quite Mm -hmm. (laughs) understood what 
John Kramer wanted him to do or didn't want him to do? Like, was, was like, Jigsaw, did he want him to kill these people or save these people? Like, for him, what was the moral choice that he wanted him to make? Yeah, I mean, it, because, so early on, like, the the Jigsaw's motivation is that he is uh, dying from an inoperable brain tumor, and he tries to like he tries to kill himself by like driving off a cliff but somehow he survives because he has that will to live and i he wants to see if these people have the same will to live so even though even though he drove off a cliff to kill himself he has this uh, this mythic will to live that allowed him to survive that's the thing and he feels that like and that's like the uh that's the crucible in which all humans can become better and stronger is by being in a death life and death situation and choosing life even at the cost of their own body basically um so it is weird that there's also he also there the the moral element of it's kind of weird because that's it's kind of vague it's like basically whatever he whatever the the plot needs or if they want to give a character a backstory like if you've done drugs twice he's like fuck it you gotta chop off your own arm or these ants are gonna eat you um, <laughs> but it's and it's also like <laughs> the ants. The ants are just punching in, going, "Just a job. Don't blame us." Look, and like we're just working, working men. We got to get this done. Like every uh, like eight out of ten of his of his victims, or I guess they're victims, are police officers. <laughs> yes, I would say very much so. <laughs> so he's he's also targeting police. Wait, did but, they buy tickets or? Yeah, did yeah. they apply for this experience or? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a lottery system. You have to. Well, what you have to do is you get into a virtual queue on the internet. Oh wow! You'll see on my resume that my jaw perfectly fits a bear trap. Uh huh. <laughs> it's a unique skill. The so uh, so he's he constantly he's targeting the police, but at the same time, whenever so he doesn't seem to ha- he he seems to hold the law at least the upholders of the law in contempt. But then he'll constantly be also using uh, other victims like criminal record as like receipts for why he's doing this to them. So it's like, what the fuck, dude? Uh, so it's probably a mistake to look for consistency <laughs> in the mind of John Kramer, fictional movie villain. Although what's interesting <laughs> is starting, I think it's starting in Saw 2, most of these these sequels are all directed by the same person. They're almost all directed by Darren Lynn Boozman, Bozeman. Bowsman? I yeah, don't know. I don't... At some point, I think he decided that this was going to be his magnum opus. Because after Saw 3, shit starts getting really weird. Because at the end of Saw 3, John Kramer has been killed by the guy he put through these uh, tests. His acolyte Amanda has been killed as well. And you're like, I guess the nightmare's over. No, 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 not so fast. The nightmare's just beginning because there's four more fucking movies. And <laughs> Saw 4 is weird because... Uh, it gets. Uh, we find out that Donnie Wahlberg's been kept alive for some reason, and it's a similar <laughs> well, I mean, sort of thing. Why, where... why would you? Why would you kill Donnie Wahlberg? I mean, I mean, other than the obvious reasons of when you, you know, have someone the with the raw I, charisma I of a Donnie right, Wahlberg. A Donnie Wahlberg. So the inter- So it used the same kind of formula as Saw Three, where there's obviously lots of flash forwards and flashbacks, and it follows one a police detective as he goes through. Like the lesson he's supposed to learn is that he's like. Uh, he he doesn't think before he acts. It's the it's the weirdest <laughs> shit. So, yeah, uh, these, these yeah these lessons are getting very specific yeah. now. They're like <laughs> more so minor. Like, it's better to give than to receive. <laughs> so he uh you know he goes through another like 
abandoned warehouse full of traps. Uh, and he see he encounters sort of a trap house. Yep, multiple. <laughs> yeah, multiple victims <laughs> that all uh, that he in almost every single case he fails to keep them from getting their like limbs ripped off their body. Um, but the 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 movie climaxes with multiple storylines cutting back and forth to where we have one police detective sitting in a chair that is uh, like hovering above like a car battery or something, something that'll electrocute him. And then the only thing keeping that guy from from being electrocuted is Donnie Wahlberg hanging from a chain standing on a block of ice. And the <laughs> the movie at, at the end of the movie, two other giant blocks of ice smash together Ewok style and smash Donnie Wahlberg's head, which is hilarious. And then the other guy doesn't die. It was a it was a it was a trick. Because that yeah. guy goes on to be the new acolyte. I can't remember his name. I think it's Hoffman. And he's like the bad guy for the next <laughs> bunch of movies. And you look now, at this guy, and he's supposed to be another, he's another police detective. But you look at his hair, uh, you look at his general face and everything, and you're like, this is a bad guy. Like, this this is like the villain in a Zalman King movie. I do not trust him. But a, a lot of people trust him for a while until he starts killing them all. <laughs> Now I'm sorry to jump back for a second, but after sure. it's fitting Donnie with Wahlberg, the, the structure of the Saw movies, they constantly yeah. jump back and forth. After Donnie Wahlberg's head is smashed by two blocks of ice, <laughs> yes. that you know, while he's standing on another block of uh -huh. ice, um, is there like a scene at the end of the credits where the police come in and like they open this locked room and like just like a bunch of a bunch of water comes out? But they're like, "How did Donnie Wahlberg die? How did, did his head just explode?" <laughs> And a kid at summer camp sitting around a campfire f figures out the mystery. Uh-huh. Yeah. that kid, Encyclopedia Brown. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love it if there was a Saw sequel where the, it was a crossover with Encyclopedia Brown and they bring him in to solve the mystery. Saul? Saul? Saul. Yeah, thank you. The mystery. <laughs> well, yeah. what, it, what had happened is that, uh, that, is that Jigsaw John Kramer... Uh, has kidnapped uh, or possibly Detective Hoffman. Maybe he, you know, he he did. Captures, kidnaps Bugs Meanie and is making Bugs Meanie go through a series of trials <laughs> because of all of his various wrongdoings. That's and, the, and Encyclopedia Brown has to save him. Yeah, but the real test is whether Encyclopedia Brown is going to save the guy who's put it, who's given him so much torment. That's, That's Jigsaw's real or Hoffman. The, I, yep, they went from Jigsaw you. to Hoffman, which is a step down in terms of villain names. Yeah. But uh -huh. does he take on the mantle of Jigsaw, or he just calls himself Hoffman? Well, they they keep saying like, "I thought the Jigsaw killer was dead," and it's like somebody's still doing it. Who is it? And it's like obviously this dude. So the <laughs> the fifth the fifth Saw movie shows up, and I was very <laughs> the movie I'm, shows up. I love shows the, idea. Up the movie wasn't released. Up. It wasn't produced. It just shows up. Well, <laughs> Stuart, Stuart subscribed to the Saw of the Month Club. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> only only saws it only goes for seven months the mm. so the thing the thing that is notable about saw five is that the main character in that movie is played by the dude who played luke from gilmore girls who i have not seen in any other thing at all wow. so it was pretty crazy so when people are watching gilmore girls on like a rewatch or something they're like whatever happened to luke well, he got killed by Jigsaw, because that's what happens in Saw 5. Now, Saw 5, <laughs> that kind of shit seems that it's the same sort of shit. Uh, it's a ton of jumping back and forth. Uh, we learn that Hoffman is the new Jigsaw, and he, like, kills these guys. And then this other guy's like, oh, I'm figuring out this Hoffman guy. I don't trust him. Turns out they face off, and then, like, one guy thinks he kills the other guy, but it was all a trap. Luke dies. Hoffman survives. 
move on to Saw 6. And Saw 6, I think, is actually probably the best one. <clears throat> now, Saw okay. 6... They'd, they'd finally figured it out. It only took them five yeah. entries to work the bugs out. Now, I'm trying to remember. One of these featured uh, features, like, a group of, like, five people. And it is very much like a, just a series of escape rooms that they have to get through. And it had a really gory, pretty gross uh, sequence where they have to, like stick their arms in a box that has a buzzsaw blade uh, to like drain the blood out of them and they need to get a certain amount of blood to open the door and like <laughs> and there's a pretty gross like bit where they like they manage to do it and the guy like falls down and the uh, his partner's like we did it and he like lifts up his arm and it's like clearly split in half and I'm like I don't think he cares anymore. Like, it's fine. Yeah. He, he, he's toast. He's roasted. Get him out of here. He's been jigsawed. Uh, now, this is where my memory gets a little bit fuzzy. But I feel like okay. Saw 7 is where, sh- like, some people on, uh, you know, some reviewers on uh, Letterboxd and on mm-hmm. IMDb said, this is where the series goes downhill. No, no, no. Series went downhill starting with part one. But part seven <laughs> happens, and, and it's again, it's uh, Hoffman is uh, making, you know, he's been figured out. He's killed a whole bunch of other police. Uh, they're on his case. They think he's dead. Nope, he's not dead. He's sneaking around. And then the whole thing at the end of the at the end of the day, it, it looks like he's managed to get away free. He's managed to kill Jigsaw's wife. Now I haven't even talked about Jill Tuck, wife of Jigsaw. Now Jill Tuck, see, this is where things get a little bit weird. Daughter because, of Friar Tuck, sure. Because <laughs> Jigsaw's motivation before was that he uh, was dying of cancer, but we learn later on that he's motivated because he his wife was pregnant. And then she and she was uh, like a social worker, and at the the clinic that she was working at, a uh, uh, like a drug addict was robbing the wanted to rob the clinic while she was pregnant, and he slammed the door against her belly as he was like exiting the scene, and that causes a miscarriage, which makes Jigsaw uh, go down this path of vengeance. So it's kind of like. The whole cancer thing seems like an mm. afterthought at this point. Like, I feel... Yeah, so he also just doesn't like crime. He also like, doesn't like crime. just a basic doesn't like he's crime like a, he's guy. A, he's basically a Batman. Yeah. Right? I mean, you know, I... Or a I, little bit. He's like... I a, don't see anything different between the two of them. I feel like he's like Batman and the Joker uh, mixed together, which... Oh, uh, finally. Finally. <laughs> have they done that Too yet, Ellie? Joke Man. Uh, yes, they have done that. Okay. Did, was it? But, did it work? Was it good? Uh, yeah, I how didn't did it taste. I didn't read it. I, I, oh no, but I did taste it, and it tasted like paper. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> so not great. So the the most exciting thing uh, for for true saw saw fans is that in part seven, Hoffman is eventually killed by a surprise saw acolyte because saw jigsaw John Kramer always has a backup plan, and that is. Uh, Carrie Elwes returns to the series minus a foot because he chopped it off, but he comes back to the series despite having contract disputes with the uh, creators of Saw. Um, They wrote that into the movie? The contract disputes? They did not write that in. (laughs) Unless, I mean, I read that in the Wikipedia entry, but that could have been part of the original script. So uh, he shows up and then uh, they they kill uh, the bad bad jigsaw with other jigsaws. And that's (laughs) the end of Saw 7, the final chapter. 
from the internationally acclaimed creators of Who Shot Ya comes the movie podcast Maximum Film, starring producer and film festival programmer Drea Clark as a woman bound by passion. I saw this eight months ago on the festival circuit, and I loved it. Film critic Alonzo Duralde as a man corrupted by greed. Why watch one Hallmark Christmas movie when I can watch seven? And comedian Ifiwadiwe as a man protecting a love that society simply won't accept. I think Pacific Rim is a perfect movie. And if you can't accept that, then I want you out of my life. From the makers of the movie podcast, Who Shot Ya? comes Maximum Film. That's right. We changed the name of our show to Maximum Film. But don't worry. We're still a movie review show that isn't just a bunch of straight white dudes. So tune into Maximum Film at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. I listen to Bullseye because Jesse always has really good questions. What did John Malkovich wear when he was 20? (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. There's always that moment where Jesse asks a question that the person he's interviewing has not thought of before. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me or acknowledged that to me, and that is so real. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. Now, I feel like with all that great story, I think we could use some blocks for that story. That's right. We have a sponsor today, folks. And Dan, would you like to introduce our sponsor? Our sponsor is Storyblocks. Storyblocks. Now more than ever, storytellers and content creators are challenged with producing more video content at a higher quality than ever before. Keep up with the growing demand for modern video content without sacrificing your vision with stock media from Storyblocks. Storyblocks is dedicated to being the world's best royalty-free stock media subscription service with an ever-growing library that has over 1 million high-quality stock assets, including 4K HD footage, After Effects, and Premiere Pro templates, music, images, sound effects, and more. They have affordable subscription plans and tools, and with Storyblocks' unlimited all-access plan, you can get unlimited downloads of everything in their library. And even if your subscription ends, everything you've downloaded is yours to keep. And as part of the ongoing Restock Initiative, Storyblocks has released a new round of collections, Queer Spaces and Faces, created by some really incredible LGBTQI plus creators that will feature the layered experiences of the LGBTQI plus community. Explore their library and subscribe today at storyblocks.com slash flop. That's storyblocks.com slash flop. Now, guys, you know, I had uh, I had this whole section planned for the back half of this episode, you know, where I was going to ask you your favorite saw traps and uh, mm. mm-hmm. uh, maybe your other favorite performances by star of the Saw movies, uh, Tobin Bell. But honestly, uh, I had a really fucking bad day today. Uh, there was a I had a flood in the basement of one of my bars again. If you are listening and you want to give me plumbing advice, just email to Dan. He'll pass it along. Um, <laughs> but so I really don't have the uh, it feels kind of silly at this point. Uh, do, what do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what do we want to talk about? 
So this is just how, sort of like free play time. How are you guys doing? This is sort of like you know, a, is this is like you know, free free swim. Yeah, this is everybody? recess. Dan, we, we you just went to class. Dan, you just recess. went to Niagara Falls. Why don't you talk about Niagara Falls? <laughs> Niagara uh, Falls. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know what to say about it. It's you know, d- don't go on the main. Well, you can go on the main of the mist. Here's the thing. In 2021, the way that they handle going on the Maid of the Mist, you can't buy tickets online. You gotta now, go there. The Maid there. of the Mist, for listeners who don't know, is a famous boat that goes through the falls. Yeah, yeah. It's just not. It's not just a maid that lives in the mist uh-huh. that gives you piggyback rides. But it's, um, it's not something that's made of mist. No, you know, like no. a vampire sometimes. Uh-huh. So, True, yeah. if you want to go on this boat that goes under the falls, you you or not under them, but almost under them. Uh, you go and you like scan a QR code on your phone and then like they tell you when you can come back and wait in line for about an hour. And Oof, what uh, is Jigsaw it, in charge of this? Dan, I'm surprised you yeah. got out of that one. Oh boy. It, well, then mm-hmm. you know, the, the main of the miss was, was wonderful, but they go so close to the falls. If you want to be <laughs> drenched in freezing water without doing it for some sort of charity, go on the Maid of the Mist. <laughs> I like that. Dan, Dan's, you also Dan's, happen to go Dan's on like... Dan's review is basically... Oh, sorry. Say it, Stu. I was just saying you also happen to go on like a uh, unseasonably cold weekend. It was, yeah. it was frigid, and perhaps that was the reason why uh, fully one half of my family got sick yeah, yeah. Uh, with a cold after uh, being drenched in, in, in water. So yeah. so Dan's review of Made of the Mist is amazing one-of-a-kind experience, too cold, you get wet, and minor inconvenience in applying yeah. for the ticket. So are there any marvels of, you know, American uh, geography that you guys want to complain about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to read Dan's reviews around the country. Grand Canyon breathtaking majestic too hot uh-huh. and inconveniently located not enough guardrails mm-hmm. how do you get <laughs> which is across. true like having been to the grand canyon you walk up to the edge and you're like holy shit i could just fall i mean it's that's why that's why they say why are you paying for the whole canyon when you're just going to use yeah. the edge yeah now the grand canyon <laughs> the safety standards there are basically the same as like the death star <laughs> it's like <laughs> We'll have just, like, big open spaces without rails. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Well, like, I feel like it's unrealistic to put a rail around the whole thing, right? No, I wouldn't want a rail Although, what a Tony Hawk level that would be, right? Yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. How many points sure, would you yeah. get for that shit? <laughs> so this new freeform <laughs> structure is going great, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so let's, let just, just to recap for listeners who might just be joining now, who are just tuning into the podcast, Stuart took us through the whole Saw series, uh, then we had an ad, then Dan re- he gave a withering review of the Maid of the Mist in the Niagara Falls boat, and now we're just kind of, you know, talking, talking Grand Canyon. So that's that's the Flophouse, the premier bad movie podcast. Uh, yeah, we're pivoting into our new podcast, Talking Canyon. <laughs> I mean, this is a Flophouse mini, uh, which I believe... My contract states I can do whatever the fuck mm. I want. That's yeah. what it says. You, you it says, uh, that language. And yeah. I quote, where a kid can be a kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it's I true. mean, that's 
they they knew what they were getting into when I started when I started talking to Scary Saw Voice. They could have jumped now, off what, this roller coaster. What? We don't we don't usually like to pull back the curtain too much on our business affairs for listeners. But when we were negotiating the contract for the mini <laughs> extension of the regular series, uh-huh. the side letter contract that Stuart did fight very hard for the lawyer to include the language "Don't want to grow up, don't want to grow up, I want to be a Toys R Us kid." Yeah, yeah, and the lawyer kept advising Stuart. You guys own your own show. Uh-huh. You don't have to do this. Who are you I don't understand with? why I'm Nobody. here. Yeah. And he's like, this is a super dated reference, dude. And I'm like, have you listened yeah. to our podcast? <laughs> and then you said, yeah. now put in the lyrics to the My Buddy song. <laughs> Wherever I go, he goes. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Mm. So I think since we're talking about um, horror movies, kind of yeah. tonight, I would also <laughs> like to mention that. Uh, this past Wednesday, the fifth issue of Elliot Kalin's Maniac of New York was released in newsstands everywhere. That's right. Well, comic book specialty stores, not newsstands. Comic books are almost never available on newsstands <laughs> these days. Uh, okay. I've seen Archie digests all over the place. You're I right, gotta, you're right you know. but I, Maniac New York doesn't tend to be shelved in the supermarket <laughs> checkout line along with the Archie super di- <laughs> double digests. Yeah, when are you, uh, you going to have double digests of Maniac, New, Maniac York? New York? We don't have enough material yet for a double digest. <laughs> but there true. will be a trade paperback coming out later in the year, collecting uh-huh. the first five issues of this uh, Maniac of New York story. But uh, yeah, the, uh, the fifth one came out this week. It's on comic book store shelves now, unless it's sold out. But issue number two is getting a second printing. So maybe this one will someday, or the, you can, or the trade will be coming out if you miss it. I was thinking of going, uh, uh, actually like uh, going out to a comic store today to get your comic, and then the skies opened up. <laughs> And the deluge happened, uh, uh, lightning uh, cracked, uh-huh. and Audrey came into my room, and the cats came running into my room, and uh, I did not go out and get it. Well, I'm glad you didn't brave the storm, Dan, because we're recording this on a Tuesday, and new comics don't come out till Wednesdays, because you would have arrived at the comic store drenched oh. and sad, and they would have said, sorry, dude, come back tomorrow. Uh-huh. I mean, that is very good yeah. to know. Okay, well, may I all give it a try. Yeah, com- com- comics are the one medium... The one pop culture medium that comes out on Wednesdays, right? It's like yes, unlike like books come out on Tuesdays. Almost everything else comes out either on Tuesdays or Fridays, right? Or sometimes Thursdays for movies, you know. But oh, not yeah, for yeah, all, yeah. most yeah. not for all movies. And Sundays, of course, is when God comes out and goes "yoo-hoo" at all the people at church, and then goes back in. Yeah, you know? Dan. While you were while you Unless and your you're family Jewish, then he were, comes out on Saturday and says "yoo-hoo." While you and your family were uh, hiding in your room uh, from the from the lightning and thunder, I was in my basement with water well above my ankles, uh, furiously trying to pick things off the floor so they don't yeah. get soaked. It was really cool. And I yeah. was in California where it was dry as a bone, which will not be good come no. fire season, which starts <laughs> yeah. any day now uh-huh. and lasts until forever. Uh, now I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to take us too far back uh, down the country road we just came down. But I just, I saw the lane. fact that, yeah, the fact that they're these Archie digests, like at uh-huh. the checkout, oh, that, was, that yeah. was the that was the alleyway we didn't walk down. At, go the down. Che- at the checkout, just the idea that in this day and age, an Archie comic can be. A last-minute impulse buy, like a pack of gum or a Snickers. <laughs> well, because Dan, it's not—it's not an adult that's usually, I think, driving this purchase. It's a kid saying, "Oh, buy so? me that, buy me that." Yeah, you don't think it's I a mean, person maybe, who's know. like, "Well, I've read all of these, uh, all of these magazines that are here, and the, mm-hmm. this uh, this horoscopes book, and 
What else do you see there? Like this a, time life special about biblical prophecy next to this time life special about, about Star Wars next to this time life special about the British Sudoku. royal family. Yeah, about Princess Diana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All the Sudoku. I've done. I've I've already picked up John Wayne's favorite barbecue recipes <laughs> magazine. <laughs> oh, oh, this this is interesting. It seems like a, oh, a tale of a young man torn between two lovers. Uh-huh. Archie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm, and his, see. his his best friend Jughead seems to be something of a Falstaffian character, <laughs> of, you know, a, a slave to his own appetites. Uh, the, so obviously, yes, the, the uh, duality of female of of womankind. Yeah, black hair and yellow hair, the two kinds. <laughs> I feel like so obviously, uh, what is Dan Archie? Elliot's mm. Reggie, and I'm Jughead. How does this work? I mean, I'm clearly Dilton. Yeah, the nerd. you are a real. I think Stuart, you're probably Dilton. Jughead. Dan is either. I'm probably Archie more or... of a Mister Weatherby, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, to be fair, to be fair, I think you're maybe Stuart's Archie and you're Mister Weatherby. And wow, I'm uh, I'm, I'm a Jughead's dog that has adventures in space and time sometimes. Oh man, so you we know... talked a lot about Saul and Archie, uh, <laughs> Dan. If... Okay, now wait. Oh, so if. If you made a Saw movie and you uh-huh. cast it with the Archie characters, just spin that scenario for me, or Sawnario. Just spin uh-huh. for me how that would work. Well, is it Archie we, and Jughead and Reggie is Saw, or is it that Archie is Saw and Jughead and Reggie are in the room? Is Betty Saw? Who's who is a Ver- Versonica? Who is it? Mm, that's those are good questions. I I mean I feel like the obvious choice is that Reggie would be some kind of Jigsaw acolyte character. Yeah, like you suspect him immediately and your suspicions will be confirmed at the very end, but you mm. will realize that none of your actions could, uh, every single action you've done will lead you to a situation where you're getting crushed by, I don't know, like a, like a, like a giant, uh, anvil or I'm trying well, to think if it's Jughead, like well, a giant the, hamburger, I mean, you know, <laughs> who's the closest to a villain, Mr. Lodge. I mean, Mr. Lodge could be a saw. There's I actually, mean, to be honest, Mr. Lodge is the hero of that story. The fact that he hasn't, he hasn't no, thrown, it's true. You know, it's thrown, true. He the hasn't sh- sawed Archie. The shiftless, charmless, personalityless <laughs> layabout is uh, now is, there. Uh, you there know, is yeah. a saw trap in the beginning of Saw Seven, which uh, is also the only uh, movie in the series that's in 3D, where a, that we have a love triangle where uh, there's uh, two men and the woman they both love. The woman they both love are in a situation where they're all trapped between like three chainsaws and uh they they can like they're they can control who gets chainsawed but they all, like somebody's definitely getting chainsawed is the answer. Uh and so I feel like that's that's like written right there. That's Archie that's Archie mm-hmm. bait right there. Okay, so you did it with Archie. Okay, now the Muppets. You're casting the Saw movie with the Muppets. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who's playing who? Gonzo Who's is Saw. <laughs> <laughs> it goes without saying he's got a spiral nose, sure. And was it like Fozzie and Kermit are trapped in the in the? I trap? didn't even. I, I didn't even get to ask. Statler and Waldorf. Speaking of speaking, of, you you mentioned uh, Gonzo's spiral nose. We didn't even mention the fact that I think Dan, you saw a spiral in the movie I did theater, see spiral. right? Spiral. Yeah. So how does it uh, how does it tie into the full mythology of all seven movies that I explained in a hundred percent accurate detail? Uh, and I also want to know how it ties into the Uzumaki series, which is what I think of when I think of spirals. Uh-huh. You know, it does not and the Muppets tie, tie it into the Muppets and the Muppets too. and tie it into the Muppets too, and maybe throw in some of the dinosaurs in there. You know what? I, which ones I'm talking about? Not the Mama. Anyway, continue. I I I don't want to spoil too much of it uh, since it is still um, you know out there in theaters for people who. 
who might uh, want to see it. But when it's um, out of theaters, you can spoil it because it'll be gone and it'll never be able to see it. Yeah, seen it no again. one care. Back, one of the back to the Disney vault. That could yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, like <laughs> the villain in it is another one of your. Back, saw- we've, we've sent the fox and the hound back to the Disney vault <laughs> to serve out its sentence for the crimes it committed. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, you know, it's another one of these movies where. You will not be surprised by who is revealed to be um, the latest Saw acolyte, but it's not, you know, it's not one of these direct Saw acolytes. The meaning of the uh, title is sort of that it spirals out. People are now being inspired by oh, him. Oh, okay, okay, Well, now okay. you're getting to the point where I assume it's it's long enough ago that you have people who could not have known the original Saw mm-hmm. and are now learning about it either secondhand or they're, they're you yeah. know, acolytes of acolytes or... I mean, yeah, I feel just heard like about it on Snopes or something. Was Saw real? Let me look it up. True. Okay, Snopes says it's true. He was real. Well, let me learn more about him. That kind of thing. Yeah. The, let me the... watch the A and E biography about about Saw. Let's see. Oh yeah, interesting. Oh, so so. Uh, and listen to the podcast. It's all about Saw. I'm sure there's yeah, like yeah, the a true million crime of them. ones. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually Slaughter. surprised. Like it is. It is a shame that the uh, all seven movies in the series ended before they could have some like. You know, like true crime podcast guy gets sawed to death, uh, like they did in that new Halloween movie. Um, so guys, we've had a lot of fun talking about Saw. Uh, do we have any final thoughts, Elliot? Uh, I think you're you mentioned you wanted to say something about the Saw franchise. Yeah, you're right. I've I I, you, I said ahead of time when I didn't know what the theme of the episode was. I said, Stuart, I have a lot to say about Saw, so I hope this episode's about Saw. Um, Saw is a, is a franchise that I don't know particularly well. Uh-huh. I feel like the first movie was not for me, and I admire less. Stu- I admire Stuart's grit in watching and sitting through all the movies. I admire his stick to itiveness and his uh, discipline. I admire his choice not to burden himself with children that would take up his time and make it impossible for him to watch all seven <laughs> Saw movies. Uh, in, and in under a week. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's less that's more than one a day, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous. Um, but more than anything, I'm glad that Stuart did the work so that I don't have to see the Saw movies uh-huh. because I don't want to see Saw. Dan, <laughs> top that. Um, Jordan, insert the uh, teen witch top that rap here uh, as <laughs> the my whole thing, rebuttal. The whole scene. <laughs> yep. We, we, as bought, much as we bought the we rights can, to that, We right? can legally do. Yeah. Oh man, if uh, if I if if the government gives out some big stimmies, all that money is going right to buying the rights of that song. So this reminds me. So we talked about a Saw Encyclopedia Brown crossover. I want to see a Teen Witch Teen Wolf crossover. I want more mm-hmm. crossovers, more crossover movies, and then uh-huh. I want like uh, I want it to be Saw. And so Jason and Freddy wake up and they're in one of Saw's traps. But mm-hmm. then when they get out of it, Saw learns it's all a dream that the tall man has put him in, uh-huh. and then. Somehow we're going to get some critters in there, too. I haven't mm-hmm. totally figured it out yet. Yep. Uh, and it turns out it's all going on inside of Michael Myers' head. They're all different aspects of his personality that are all fighting each other. But just when it seems that we've gotten to the final twist, uh-oh, the Mars Attacks aliens come uh-huh. in. And now it's Michael Myers <laughs> versus the Mars Attacks aliens. I mean, I don't I don't think I need to say this out loud, but I might as well. That's, of course, this is all trademark the Flophouse, if anyone tries to steal it. <laughs> yeah, cool of course, ideas. all this IP that belongs Hollywood, to Hollywood, don't steal it. TM, TM. This is, I wonder, it reminds me that there was never a 
or maybe there will, maybe there was, and I don't know about it, that like Asylum or some other place didn't do like a low budget Ready Player One that's all public domain characters. Like it's all like <laughs> Robin Hood and, and stuff like that. Like, Congratulations, you invented the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're right. Uh-huh. No, but that's not the same thing. You know what I mean. But that is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Now, I I mean, I'd heard, I, I, th- I heard rumors that, what is it, Universal wants to do a crossover between uh, the Fast and Furious series and the Jurassic World series, which... Man, that sounds great. <laughs> I mean, that movie better end with Dracula showing up and biting a dinosaur and it turning into a vampire dinosaur. He says, you rang. It's like the, uh, the, I'm kind of curious to see, I mean, we should watch the new Space Jam for this podcast, but the fact that they're like, every Warner Brothers property will be showing up in this movie. <laughs> and that like, they already released those stills where like the droogs from Clockwork Orange seem to be there at the mm-hmm. game, unless that was a mocked up thing, but I hope it was, I hope it was real. That they're just like everything. It like, they're going to, at a certain point, they're going to have to pull in Rick from Casablanca to play yeah, in the exactly. game. Like, oh man, that's going to be great. Yeah. And there's Captain Renault. I was about to say <laughs> that that would be a good excuse for me to wear my, uh, Michael Jordan Space Jam jersey. Uh, but I find that I wear that almost every week, so yeah, it's just part of my wardrobe now. That's now, your traditional finishing the Saw franchise congrat- uh, celebration shirt. Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. That's and yeah, uh, to do that also to celebrate the fact that my back was feeling better, I ran around the apartment. I gave imaginary people high fives. Uh, <laughs> it was it was great. Did a couple of push ups. Uh, so Dan, uh, do you have any final thoughts on the Saw franchise, or you can you can. Pause saw and give a final thought on Niagara Falls. <laughs> um, I got uh, you know, I can't be too down on Niagara Falls. I got a great lenticular keychain with my name on it, Dan. Uh huh. Thanks it back for and forth, specifying what your name was. <laughs> if you move it back and forth, fireworks go off in the background, and in the foreground, my name, Dan, gets. Uh, bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh-huh. And, and how is this? Says, so is this? Dan. How is this Niagara Falls related? Does it say at Niagara just, Falls in the back? <laughs> oh, on the other side it says Niagara Falls. Yeah. But <laughs> okay. all the the hot lenticular action is on. Did the you? Uh, what is? What is? <laughs> I imagine, imagine somebody is <laughs> handing out flyers outside a strip club and it says hot lenticular action, and it's just all these drunk businessmen coming in and being totally disappointed. Yeah, yeah and the strippers are just like. Oh, uh, if you like move your eye, if you move your head slightly to the left, my uh, my bra will disappear. And if you move it back, it's there again. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's what they want. They're like, I want that bra mm-hmm. back. The uh, <laughs> so we've had a lot of fun. Uh, Dan didn't tell me what the lenticular keychain that says Stuart on it does. I guess that's going to be safe for the next <laughs> mini. Uh, it's, 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 you turn it one way and it's carry always with a leg and you turn it the other way and it's carry all's ways and his leg is gone. And he's like, oops. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's got his, his hands out and he says, uh, what, 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 I don't know. Uh, well, he's, it's, he's, he's wearing a, he's wearing a bathing suit on the beach and there's a bear trap that's pulling down the back of the bathing suit to show that he has a, a tan. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's and it's called Copper Saw. There is there is a moment. I think it's in Saw Six when the bear trap, the original bear trap, comes back. That bear, like that's the closest thing that series has to like because he never used the same fucking trap twice except for this one bear trap, and it's kind of crazy because it's like. Like you put all this work into making this fucking sick trap to kill people, 
And then you just do it once and you're done? Like, why don't you use that thing a couple times? That's the beauty of the experience is that it's here and then it's just a memory for like He's like the Christo of torturers. It's just like an experience that he wants you to carry with you, you know? Yeah, I guess. And they always involve like uh, a cassette tape that says their specific name. So you can't use it for someone else, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a spaceman singing happy birthday to you. And he says your name in the song. Yeah, he like flipped in the... Flipped in the little tab too, so you can't. Ta- <laughs> oh, I mean, can't you could put over some it. scotch tape you, you over if you over wanted it. to, but that feels. Well, cheap. Why would you want to at that point? What's so important that you got to record it on that particular tape? So this this uh, dovetails nicely into my final thoughts. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, you know, I the Saw series uh, is a series that I wasn't particularly excited about. I'd only seen the first. I'd seen the first three previously. And uh, I, I, I like the series where you saw the first three and you weren't sure about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I think the same thing happened with you with Transformers. Yep. Like I like <laughs> slogged my way through three of them. Like maybe this time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, it's like Lucy with the football. Like just each time, Michael Bay is like, "You're gonna like this one." Psych. Mm-hmm. The so I what I will say is the series gets stranger and cheaper and more like a weird television show the longer it goes on and so i i feel like i like the later movies more because they are dumber and weirder and cheaper uh so i'm glad i watched the whole series would i recommend it to anyone under no circumstance i don't think they're worth your time uh <laughs> Maybe, maybe Elliot, you should, you know, maybe while you're washing dishes or, you know, if you want to take some time away from the family or maybe if you want to spend some time with the family, you can teach them all about, you know, uh, problem solving and getting out of traps. Yeah. Morality, problem solving, where to buy hardware, how to use Uh, only once. Yeah. so, uh, I think <laughs> I, I go, I go, kids, it's time for our carry always double feature, the princess bride and saw you're going to love it. So what I will say is, uh, I think I totally nailed it. We we delivered a perfect mini every time. Hundred hundred percent kill rate. Yep, no scope. <laughs> Did it again. Uh, so for the flop house, I am Stuart Wellington saying thank you to Max Fun, our network that puts this out. Thank you so much to Jordan Cowling who helps make this somewhat listenable. Uh, thank you to my two friends, Dan and Elliot, who want to spend this time with me, Stuart, and just mm-hmm. hang out and chat and bullshit and like, yeah. you know, like ask me about my day. And I'm like, it wasn't that great, guys. And they're like, okay, yeah. we'll talk about Saw because that's what you told told us we were talking about. I'm like, okay, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So we really crack the whip. <laughs> We were like, yeah, boo-hoo, cry me river, tiniest violin, get with the saw. <laughs> I, you know, I just, in, in summary, I've been Stuart Wellington. I've been Dan McCoy. <laughs> I've been Ellie Kalen. That's not a summary of anything you said before, really, but thank you, listeners. <laughs> Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.